Hi, my name is Erin, and I'm an alcoholic. And my name is Ken, and I'm an alcoholic. And welcome to Podcast Not Perfection. not recognize that voice. Uh, so Ken is on vacation in New Jersey and we really did try to record an episode remotely, but it really just wasn't working. We tried for an hour and I was in my apartment, which was like nine, like a hundred degrees because I don't have air conditioning. And after an hour, we decided to kind of put a pause on that. And we were trying to figure out what we're going to do for this episode. And we came up with a great idea. And today we have a special guest on <laughs> already for episode four. Angela. Hello. Hello, Hello Angela. Hello, people. Hello, world. Hello, uh, world. Angela. <clears throat> yes. Tell me a little bit about yourself. Tell tell the listeners a little bit about yourself. So first I'll start with like being asked to do this is nerve wracking in itself because I've never been on a podcast, but it's kind of cool how it happened because when you guys started recording this, I started to listen and I've been on like a podcast kick lately. So I've been like constantly listening to them. So it's kind of funny how like this is where. This is where you're at. Yeah. Like this This is is where where you've been directed to. Yes, it is. So, um, do you want me to like check in about my day what I, or about myself? Yeah. Well, well, why don't you just, yeah. Like what's a little bit about yourself, I guess. Who are you in relation to me? Which oh, is important for this, this is, episode. Okay. So this is really important. So I thought about, I thought about this too. I was trying not to think too much about what we would say. Or what we I never say plan anything. Like, yeah. <laughs> but what kept coming up into my mind, if you don't mind share, like if I share this is, like exactly how we met and how like the are you gonna share that yeah story? I was hoping that I could because okay. I think that I feel like with a should we talk about the topic first so they can understand why I'm saying that's this, that's or? a good idea okay. so uh everyone the topic today is going to be sponsorship and Angela is my sponsor <laughs> so I think this is obviously for our AA listeners this is kind of an important and great topic, but also we can equate this for people who aren't in the program, who are just trying to, trying to be better people. Um, I think the sponsorship, they could relate to that as like, as having somebody to lean on. We need, we need support. Yeah. And like, and I feel like also like not even just in a a recovery sense, like you can like pack that up and put it over here and just think about like the whole world as a whole, all human beings. Like, we have mentors in life, right? Mm -hmm. So when you go to college or like when I, I don't know, when you go to the gym and you take a kickboxing class, like you have a mentor, you have somebody that rides you through this. And it's just, for me, it's just somebody who's been there and they want, and they can share their experience with you and help you through this thing. Whether it's recovery, whether it's the gym, whether it's like, I don't, whatever it looks like. Dharma, Dharma calls their mentors. Yeah. And it's pretty much the same thing. So like, when you look at it from a Dharma perspective, it's somebody who's been through the four noble truths and the eightfold path that yeah. helps a, a new person come through that thing, no matter what your um, addiction 
is, whether it's alcoholism, whether it's sex or food or gambling or whatever mm-hmm. it looks like. Well, codependency, it could be anything. Yeah. It's really anything. In the And there's no cap on sponsorship too, I feel like, because like I was taught early on that the job of a sponsor is to take you through the 12 steps of Alcoholics Anonymous and put you or whatever program and put your hand in God's right. Yep. And like what I can say about sponsorship is that is very true because my first sponsor, I'm going to get shout out Gail. Gail. Um, that's exactly what she did, but that's not only what she did. Like she taught me how to, um, build my credit. She, I remember the first credit card that I got and I was like thrilled because it had like a $300 limit. And I was like over the moon because <laughs> I, I had like a 400 credit score. I had no, I never had credit before. And like, she also as as tough as this was for me to hear, she taught me how to be a mom. Like yeah. I have a 15 year old daughter today and, and she went through a lot of my active addiction and I would make decisions that could negatively affect her and I couldn't even see it and I didn't even see it. And she played that like devil's advocate, I guess like, Ange, but what about this way? So like, not only did she take me through this process is she taught me about life and in today, what I think about those 12 steps is it is a way it's life, right? Because it's like, a way of life. It's yeah. truly a program of action for living. Mm-hmm. Like you don't, you don't do the steps. You live the steps and a sponsor shows you how to practice those steps in yes. your daily life. Yes. I heard a guy one time and I, I tend to use this because I felt it as he, he talked about not just doing them, like taking them. Yes. Like I, I like, like I take each step and like the, the thing that I couldn't understand too, is that like, <clears throat> like I thought this was all about addiction and all about alcoholism and all about like substance or whatever. And, and what I found out through continuing the process, it like has very about, little to do with it. It has nothing to do with it. <laughs> like, the, like the step one is the only one that talks about alcohol and, and drugs and whatever your, whatever the, the affliction is or whatever, yep. but all the other steps two through 12 is literally about changing the way I view the world, changing my perception um, changing the way I behave in this world mm-hmm. and like things that I told myself that are true are just not. So like, that's what I was able to see through all of this and like how the whole process works for me is the end goal 12. Like I've had a spiritual awakening as the result. Mm-hmm. And how can I help another person <clears throat> experience that spiritual awakening man and it can look like so many things right so like when 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 we looked at like what it talks about in the big book moral psychology and it talks about like that all that is is change in thinking right when they talk about spiritual experiences some people like oh spiritual like religion like cast that over to one side for me it's like put all that away because i had no idea what that meant or looked like and when i was able to look at my life and what it looks like today like the educational variety of spiritual experiences for me, it looks like I don't steal today. Mm-hmm. And that's a learn. That is like, that's a learned, learned behavior, which is crazy, yeah. but stealing was also a learned behavior. Well, and, and also like it, if, for me personally, like taking something that wasn't mine, whether it was from a person or a store, or any of that stuff is, is a direct result of, I didn't have it. Mm-hmm. I didn't have it and I didn't know how to live without it. So I needed to take it if I couldn't get my hands on it in some way. Right. So like a spiritual experience for me is that I don't, 
And it's not even that I don't actually feel like I don't even think about it. <laughs> and like, if I go to a store and I get, and I get, and we talk about this in the spiritual loss of values thing is that like, if I go to a store and I get too much change back, like I don't keep it. Mm -hmm. It doesn't even dawn on me to keep it today because what these steps have taught me is to, is that that's not the way I want to live. And it just, those things just fall off. Yeah. Like those old ways of thinking and survival just like fall off because yeah. it doesn't serve me today. Right. And you learned all of this through sponsorship, through right? Sponsorship. You, I yeah, don't think man. I would have been able to work through the steps and have that spiritual experience without a woman, mm -hmm. you, yeah. who had gone through them before me. So let's get into our sponsorship okay. and like sponsy relationship. And then we can talk about maybe your sponsor. Yeah. And, you know, sponsors before, because mm -hmm. I had a couple of sponsors before you. And yep, I've had two. Yep. I've had, I've also had two, but one was very brief. And then another one, I made a lot of mistakes. <laughs> <laughs> well, we do, we tend to do that, right? Cause I don't know. Right. right? And I didn't know. And I learned really valuable lessons and I have so much gratitude for my first, well, I, technically second sponsor, but I feel like the first sponsor that actually tried to work with me, yeah. <laughs> tried. Yeah. And it's funny too, because that woman that you're talking about, when I first came in, I needed to have a sponsor to be where I was at and I had asked her and then it, it just didn't work out in that way because the house that I went to needed a big book step study sponsor. So, so I had to get a different person, but it's funny that this is where we are in our journey and we both started and We off. both started with... Can we say her name? I don't know. Just her first name? Or can Kate! We Kate! <laughs> we Kate! Uh, we love... I love Kate. I remember I just... leaving her messages from the the um, treatment center that I was at and I was like stuttering. Yeah. I was so scared to call. I remember because what, uh, when you were talking about Gail showing you how to live life, mm -hmm. I have this one memory of... I had to go to a baby shower. I was maybe three months sober. I was very newly sober and I had never been to, I just didn't know how to do anything in life. Oh and I remember calling her <laughs> and asking her, what do I do? Do I bring diapers? Do I? And she had to walk me through stuff like that. Are you, I'm laughing because I have a similar story with Kate. I hope she listens. To I it. hope so too. So, <laughs> so I was going to the movies with my ex-husband and she, Olivia, who was a, a 10 maybe or 11 at this point. And we went to the movie theater and we went to the store first and I put, I bought all kinds of like chips and candy and all these things. Cause we're going to sneak it into the movie theater. Right. So when I got there, I was like, Oh my God, I have to live honest today. And I'm like sneaking food. I called her from the park. Well, like, Oh, you know what she said to me in the go to the movie. <laughs> But that's so cool that I'm you to make a mistake, right? Yeah. yeah, that that fear is is real. Yeah. That that fear of making mistakes in the program has slowly started to dissipate mm -hmm. through yeah. just working working through my stuff. But definitely with my sponsees today, that's something I notice in them, and that's something I'm always because of my own experience. I'm quick to say you're not going to do this perfect, and you're going to make mistakes. Mm -hmm. And guess what? That's okay. That's part of the process and, and trust how do the you process. Learn, though, if, like, right. How do I learn though if I don't do those things? Yeah. Or like understand what certain things mean. 
Right. Like I, the, I have to make mistakes. And, and we've learned through like the record of life is that like, I have to go through what I go through. Right. Somebody can tell me something and I have to experience it. That right. Like, it doesn't have, mean like, anything no, yeah. unless you have an experience. With yeah. It. Like I'm going to, they're like, Oh, this might happen to you. And I'm like, I don't think so. Like, you know what I mean? Like I'm going to try this. Right. Cause I want to try it my way. And then nine times out of 10, these people are right. But I just have to learn through my own fall. Mm-hmm. That's that's how I learn best. Today, not so much. When when I like call you with something or whatever, and we come to a a solution with it, like I'll go with that. Like I won't, um, I won't like. I guess like my first thought, like I'm not gonna do that action because most of the time it's not the right thing. Like first I need to talk thought wrong so wrong like and and that happens often through life like the first thing that I think about and what do they talk what how do they put it in the book about um I don't know I'll have to come back to that because it it just I just lost it but yeah my first thought what I think self-appraisal that's yeah self-appraisal does not work I have to say it out loud because even when I'm even when I call you or you call me I don't say anything I let you say whatever it is that you're going to say. And, and most of the time you go, Oh, cause once you hear you, right. Like once I hear me say whatever it is that I'm, I go, Oh, <laughs> Angela, that doesn't sound so great. You know? So like I, that's one of the tools that is one of my favorite ones aside from like connecting with self is, is talking to somebody else about this because like I've lived this life and, and man, have I made a lot of mistakes along the way. So like, I'm not afraid to say, Aaron, this is what's going Am I like, am I like off? Like, what do you think? Like, does that make sense? Like, what are we doing here? So. And I'm biased and I say, no, you're perfect. I know we always do that. No, that's not true. We are, we are (laughs) on, we're, we're, I think our relationship is so beautiful because we have the ability to be honest with each other Mm -hmm. and, and it, it doesn't matter. Mm. I can say, no, Angela, you're wrong. And you're not going to take that personally. You're going to sit with that and you're going to think about it. And I think our relationship is cool too. There's a lot of people that say you can't be friends with your sponsor. And I want to talk about that because like, I, I, I also listen to a lot of podcasts and there was one in particular that you actually shared with me on sponsorship. And they were very clear, like you, you cannot, be friends Mm -hmm. with your sponsor. I don't know if I agree with that. I think a sponsee sponsorship relationship, once a sponsor has taken a sponsee through the steps Mm -hmm. and that sponsee is a well individual, that relationship kind of changes. And now it's a mutually kind of beneficial type thing where I think you and I, we're not telling each other what to do where we, but we can help each other. Yeah. Although, although I do, I think on some occasions we tell each other what to do in some way, like with an experience, like this is what I did. This is the experience I had. And this is what I did. So I'm maybe not saying, Aaron, you should do this. or Angela, you should do this, but kind of but kind of but not actually saying it because nobody likes that right should so you, word <laughs> right so we kind of like roll around that and then like and what I love that you and I can do too is like but isn't and then and we we challenge each other in that so isn't the best way Erin to communicate though 
And then, and then most of the time, both of us like, ah, oh, yes. Right. And like, it's usually that exactly <laughs> that, like, oh, oh my God, now yeah, I have fine. to do something about this now. And that's annoying. Yeah. But and I have to have like a difficult conversation yep. or whatever, but yeah, but it works out. It, it tends to always work out. Not, maybe not the, the situation might not work out the way that I, but I am so cool with where I'm at with it because I did the right thing. Mm -hmm. So like that's probably the difference. Cause like everything's not always going to be okay. Like it just isn't like I will be though. Mm -hmm. Right. Cause like world happens, life happens, people fail us, things fail, like all that stuff. But like, if I do the right thing and talk to people and I pick up those spiritual tools laid at my feet and all that, like if I can do those things, like I'm going to be okay. It's kind of like my definition of faith, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. So life it's it's life on life's terms, which I know Ken and I have covered. Mm -hmm. Also life on life's terms with this podcast and Ken Ken, Ken we miss we you. you. <laughs> Being in New Jersey. <laughs> but you know what? He was so great. I we both were. We both were like, yeah, it was really frustrating not being able mm -hmm. to to do that but we really just rolled with it and Can i do a side note real quick yes. did you end up sending him the picture of the strawberry shortcake last night i did send yes. him the picture of the strawberry okay. shortcake yeah we're laughing again um <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay so let's get into i want to i want you to share the story of how we met okay so angela yes how did we meet <laughs> tell me everything okay so coolest story ever typically we don't get through this without crying when we talk about it when either one of us celebrates an anniversary because it seems to come up every year. every time because it's such an important part of it's like a it, it's a god shot like through the whole entire thing of like how it works and i didn't realize what it was until it even becomes more fascinating to me as time goes on yeah too so I was in detox. I was probably like, I don't know if I had went downstairs to the other place yet, but I probably had like a week of sobriety. I was like literally brand new and I couldn't talk to anyone without sobbing. Like it was just a thing. Also, you were in there with all men. I was. And that's the reason why you had come up that day. Mm -hmm. So I, there was like, I think there could be like 12 people or something like that. And I was the only girl on like that was in there and um two lovely lovely women who worked there helped me tremendously with that they would pull me out of groups so that I could do other things so I wasn't constantly in there with other men and this one woman her name is Jen she called this woman and asked her to come up to sit with me and just talk to me because she thought we had a lot of common. Go so ahead. I'm going to interject yes, and please. say I was in, so I was still in not IOP. I had graduated from my intensive outpatient, but I was still going to groups once right. a week at Hampstead hospital, which where, which is where we both detoxed. So this woman you are talking about right now was in that same kind of support group. Mm -hmm. And Jen had asked her to come and meet you because she was from Lynn. She was kind of a city girl like yep. you. Mm -hmm. And I was sitting there and I don't know what 
right? This is a God shot. I have no idea what prompted me to do this, but I said, oh, I want to come too. (laughs) (laughs) And so I did. Yeah. And so they pulled, so Janet had come up and she pulled me out of group and she brought me into this little office where this woman, I'm pretty sure her name was Gina. Yeah, Gina. So I love Gina. I don't, do you know that I don't think that I've seen her since that day? I haven't seen her in a long time and I hope she's doing really well. She's, she's fabulous. And I love that she was on the drop of a dime. She was like, yep, I'm coming. Mm -hmm. And she just like, that's what we do. Yep. I'm coming. So we go into this office and in walks Gina and Erin and we, the three of us sit down and I started to talk to Gina for a minute. And then like Erin was, we were all like just having a conversation. And when you started talking, I just stared at you. And I don't think that we even took our eyes off of each other the whole entire time. Like we're doing like right, right now. now. <laughs> <laughs> so I started, and you asked me to tell you a little bit about myself and stuff. And then as soon as I opened my mouth and I started talking about my daughter, like I just cried the entire time. So we had an emotional connection, like right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And and we don't, our histories and backstories, by the way, just don't look anything alike. They're, they're so, like our experiences are so different. But like, I think our life. feelings, I could really relate to yes. your feelings. And like one of my favorite things that you talk about, because it, in like when you talk about, um, when you would pour your liquor into your coffee cup so you could feel normal, mm-hmm. like I, I get that. That's not like exactly what I did. But the things that I try to incorporate in my everyday life is so that I could just feel like I was a, a normal person, like still going to work and like doing those things. So I, I understand completely where your mind was at when you do these things. My because, twisted, warped, silly uh, little mind. And it's funny that I absolutely understand what that looks like, feels like, and all the things. Yep. So... So we did that and we were, I don't even know how long it was, maybe like an hour or so, however long, I don't know. But after that, you guys went your separate ways and I went back to treatment or whatever. And um, they started taking us out to outside meetings and the outside meetings that we would go to, you were there. So Erin has been a staple in my recovery since literally the beginning. And so we would just go to meetings that I got my sponsor and all these things and I did my work and you did yours and we would see each other at meetings and all that stuff. And we would always say hi and embrace each other and all those things. And then can I get into this part or do you I, want to say? Well, okay. uh, yes. And okay. I will probably stop you and interject when, when I want to share my own feelings yes. at this point in my recovery, because yes. it was a dark, dark place. Yes, please. Do you want to do it? Oh, okay. Yeah, I'll do it now. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Uh, This is really off the cuff. We're always, we never plan. That's okay. Um, So I had mentioned my second sponsor, Kate, who is a beautiful woman and who helped me so much. But I, I really, really very heavily relied on her. I think almost in an unhealthy way because I didn't know about any other way mm-hmm. to to relate to another human being because I just was always so codependent. And I think I had a little bit of that with her. And I kind of put her on this pedestal, right? And I think that can happen a lot with newcomers when they come into the program 
or like with anybody, like we, we tend to put people on pedestals and I truly thought she was perfect and she knew everything and she is like perfect, <laughs> but she, she doesn't know anything because she is a, I mean, she doesn't know everything. She doesn't know anything, Kate. I'm so sorry. Um, <laughs> but she doesn't know everything because she's a human being. Right. And so the second that she did something or said something or whatever that I perceived, I perceived as like something I didn't agree with or I felt was like, or it hurt my feelings or what, I'm not sure exactly what it was. My world kind of came crashing down Mm -hmm. because I was, I put so much stock in this one person, which like I don't do anymore. I really learned my lesson through this experience, but I kind of stopped calling her and I kind of, I kind of stopped doing my work. I was on my fourth step and that's, you know, the fourth step, that's that inventory that you take of yourself and and you try to get rid of all the crap. Mm -hmm. Right. And I was sitting on that. And let me tell you, I was really, really, really sick. I was in a really unhealthy relationship because I was still trying to fix myself with outside things because I wasn't looking at my insides. And um, the only thing that I did right was that I didn't stop talking to God. And I dragged myself, I dragged my ass to this one meeting, which is where I saw you. Yeah. I will never forget that day. So what happened next? (laughs) Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So I was sitting in the meeting and Erin had walked in late. You were, yeah. Yeah, I I couldn't even get to a meeting on time. (laughs) Because it was still like, like the meeting was already going on and Erin had walked in and this beautiful spirit and this beautiful freedom in her eyes that I met that day at Hampstead was no longer like I knew that something was happening with you as soon as I saw you and you came right over and you sat next to me and Gail. I was actually there at the meeting with Gail. Well, you waved me over. Well, because I was like, dude, what is happening? Yeah. In eyes? And it, I was afraid a little bit because when I, cause that's not, that's my kind of like the first time I saw like, oh my God, this isn't always going to be. If I this. kept going the way I was going, I, pr- I would have drank, you know? Uh, yeah. That's, you, that's you the danger like, of yeah. not doing, yeah. not growing spiritually on it. Well, because people get so like you touched on the fourth step and it being like, so like I hear people all the time, like talk about like, oh my God, the dreaded fourth step and all this stuff. And I tend to, to look at it very differently. I look at it in a way where like, Dude, I've already done all this stuff. All I got to do is write it down. Right. Like, it's, when it's already it's all already in there. there. So <laughs> Just get it I out. Have, yeah. Like all I have to do is put it on this paper. And what am I going to realize? That I'm selfish? I already know that. What am I going to realize? I'm self-centered? I already know that. You know, like I already know these things about me. I think the scary part comes in where I don't want to let them go because I'm afraid to let all that stuff go. But like, it doesn't serve me today. Like we touched on before, like those things don't serve me today. Yeah. You know, I so. had to go through that period of pain though, to, to, I think really be like, okay, I do need more than just putting the drink down because once, because if I'm not utilizing this program in my life, I'm a miserable person well, so and goes- I, I can't figure it out. Well, yeah. So it goes to show that like, it's not even about alcohol and drugs. Is it at the very beginning? Well, obviously, because I need to separate myself from that. Right. Yeah. But like the whole thing of like, this, this was a solution for me until it wasn't Yeah. like this. And it's a symptom it of a deeper. Yes. Rooted. All kinds condition. Of it's, yes. it's a, it's a symptom of spiritual 
illness. Yeah. Yes. Correct. And spiritual sickness can look like so many things. So many things. Yeah. Like, so, <clears throat> yeah. So when I so saw you saw her, that. You so saw I that. Saw the spiritual sickness. <laughs> and so I waved her over and she came and sat next to me. And I, I'm pretty sure you started crying. Did I? Yeah, because... That sounds about right. Yeah, because you started to cry <laughs> when we were talking about it. And I'm pretty sure we went into outside. Like as soon as that was the ice maker. Because oh, okay. yeah. <laughs> I just used all the ice to fill the dog's bowl. Oh. Um, so we walked outside and we went by my car and we started to talk or whatever. And and you had told me that you stopped your writing and all this. And I and I was like, Aaron, like, let's get through this work. Like, we need to do this work. And from that day forward. Like you showed up for life. Like I truly did. Go, Erin. Go, Erin. You would come, Erin. She would come to my. I feel like I'm weird saying she would, you would, because I'm looking right at you. But so you came to my house every single week. Every week we went through that book line by line from from the doctor's opinion on, and you did not stop. You continued to write and continued to write, and you did your thing. And then we did five, six, seven, and when we did five, I remember. Um, you went home for your hour and your meditation and all that stuff. And you called me a little while after that. And you were like, oh my God. And we had this beautiful conversation about like freedom mm-hmm. and like what that feels like. And that, and you were crying. We did, there was a lot of tears. Erin and I do a lot of tears with each other. <laughs> and like the coolest part about like all that stuff is you were talking about like the pedestal thing. And like, you know, when people look for sponsorship, like I too d- did the same thing. Cause I had no idea. Like people put these stipulations on like she has to have this many years sober she has to do this she has to do this she has to do this well you know what like you know, people aren't perfect so we're not going to find that so right right you need to let i don't say you want to you need to i needed to find somebody who's been through the work i saw the freedom in their eyes and that was that and so yep. like erin has more time than me erin's been sober longer than me that's why i know that it doesn't matter what that looks like like I think that when they, when you talked about like friendship versus like, you can't be friends with your sponsor and like all that stuff. Like I disagree with that as well. I disagree in a way where I have never had a beautiful, a more beautiful relationship, honest relationship with anyone until, until sponsorship entered my life. Right. So like I had, so Gail was my sponsor and Gail is the woman who, who took me through the process and I still talk to her today and even if a week or two goes by, like it feels like not a second has gone by. I have a new sponsor today because I moved up to where I live now and she is just a little too far for me to, and I remember this tough, tough thing with her. So like, this is the tough stuff that you talked about with sponsorship too, is her, Gail and I had a conversation and she um, called me on my stuff and she said, sponsorship just doesn't seem like it's as like you value it. Like if you valued it, like this is what you would do. So I took a few days and I really thought about like what I value in sponsorship and she showed me like what this looks like. And, and that's why today I have such a huge, like, um, I feel like it's the, one of the most important things in a recovery program of any sort is having that mentor, that guidance it for me. I mean, obviously everybody thinks differently and all kinds of things and that's fine too. There's lots of ways to recover for me, for this drug addict and alcoholic. Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. I could not do any other way than this one. Um, and you tried. Oh, so <laughs> I know that. I try. Like they talk about the methods in the big book and oh boy. And they said, you can add on, add infinium. Like I could add on so many different ways that I really tried to be. I remember thinking one day, 
you know, doctors have all this medication and they can go do this surgery and they can change this and they can cure this and they can cure this. Like, why can't somebody just go into my brain and erase what that was like erase me ever trying drugs and alcohol. So I could just live this normal life. Like I was really angry when I would think about that specific thought today. I don't feel that way. Cause now you can be useful. All those experiences uh, that you had. Yeah. And it's not even about that stuff. Like it's, it's not about, it's not about drugs and alcohol. It's not about food and gambling and sex and this and that it's, it's a, it's about disconnection with myself disconnection with the truth of the world. Mm. Um, and it's all about learning. Like I I'm learning all these new things because I like my perception of life needed to be a certain way growing up because I didn't have those things that I needed to have. I didn't have guidance. I was out of my house, my parents' house at like 16 years old. Mm-hmm. Right. So I didn't have that. Like, um, I don't want to say typical cause I don't know how typical, like quote unquote, yeah, I don't like, think there is parents a- taking you here and doing this and, and lovely and all those things. Did I, I had lovely times with my parents and the longer I stay sober, the better my childhood looks, which is really strange for me to say today because I was so angry about my childhood, like all of my life. Mm-hmm. Like I even remember blaming my mom. I was like 30 and I'm like, if she wasn't like, that's like, oh my God, girlfriend, you are 30. It is not your mom's fault that yeah. your body responds but to But we don't know done. that until we take a look at that stuff. And if it wasn't for Gail, I would, I would not know that still. And Gail's awesome because I bet Gail was like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> In a very kind way. Yeah, like like you, but she did. She do not did, play the victim anymore. Yeah, she taught me that. She taught me what victim mentality was. Yeah. Like, like with a, this happened to me. Nope. Nothing happened to you. This is just what you experience. Yeah. It's not what happened to me. Oh, this happened to me. You would too. If this happened to you, like I played that until I couldn't, like I constantly did that. I just picture you with a like, little tiny oh violin. God, like, uh, <laughs> like Gail and I have a lot of similarities through like, it's kind of funny. Cause even funny things that we share, like, um, like my significant other, his name is Ronnie, and like her ex-husband that she has a baby with, his name, well, a baby, she's like 17 now, but um, is his name is Ronnie, and like- I didn't know that. Yeah, yep, and then like, she just had a grandbaby, and her granddaughter is so gorgeous. Her name is Charlotte, and they call her Charlie, and I have a two, almost two-year-old, and her name is Charlie. Charlie. Like, we just have so many things that like- Yeah. Connect us it's in like so It's like meant ways. to be. That's how I feel like, obviously, you and I were brought together for a reason and we do have this beautiful relationship that I, I tell you this all the time. I, I couldn't do, I couldn't do life without you. And that's how I feel too. It's the same. So like another thing about sponsorship too, is that like the whole hierarchy thing that we were talking about. Mm -hmm. So there is plenty of times that I call Erin and say, this is what's going on. So it's not like I'm there to only guide her. Like, that's not how it works. Like she is there to guide me as well. Like this is a two way thing. It's not about like, I get more, I learn more about myself through working with other women than I ever did working on myself, which sounds strange, but it, but for me, that's just the way that it is. Erin and I have this cool thing that we do too, which I think is like phenomenal. Oh, I know what it is. (laughs) So like, because we're such best friends, like I, we always want to see clearly and not get, not be biased because we care so much. Right. Because I just 
there's you can do no wrong that's in and agreed so that's the people why who have... are people who are of the mind that sponsors and sponsees can't be friends are probably cringing yeah. in their chairs right now or whatever i'm sure but how we roll through that is like at the beginning of the conversation it's are we doing friend pants or are we doing sponsor pants like we have to see which like pants we're putting on for this conversation and like even if we don't do that at the beginning I will say at in like after you're done, like if you talking, have a thought, you'll be like, okay, this is sponsor pants. This is definitely sponsor pants, and I'm saying this because I wouldn't be doing my job if I did. And but then, friends pants, that person's that is, a dick. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but sponsor so, pants, yes. this is actually what you this should is, do. Yes. So we stop being selfish and oh stop being self-centered. Yeah. And it's great that way though too, because like it puts some, it puts like a. I don't know. It lets go of all like there's there's no like judgment with anything, and it, it's such a connection where like I can totally understand why this is what where you are thinking and why you are thinking this way because like you said a bunch of like we're human beings, so my first thought is to be like <sighs> right. But when when we re when we take that when I take my feelings out and I think about like what's threatened here, like what is my responsibility here, and when we can look at things through my responsibility and like why am I threatened? It's about me. So like all the things about, I can think all I want about other people, but never is it them. It's never, like, it's, it really isn't. It's like, we what, talked about this last episode, Ken and I, Yeah, there's, and there's the, definitely unfortunate things that happen in life. And I'm not negating the unfortunate things that, right. That sometimes. Happen, yeah. But sometimes right. really it's not like your fault, but like, don't stay in that victim mentality. Yes. Because like I can, there's, I always hold a responsibility in every single experience that I have in my life. And if I don't thoroughly know that and believe that and work through that, then you're going to stay, you're going to stay trapped by that. And, and yeah. And like that whole, like poor me thing, like I'll stay in that poor me thing mm -hmm. for like a super long time. Like we, Aaron and I have a rule what's that rule it's <laughs> so you can sit in self-pity but no longer than 15 minutes after sometimes self-pity can feel real good really good 15 minutes get out because it's dangerous yeah like after that it's so dangerous i don't always abide by that rule and i pay for it right and that because then you what know. is it because then when you think about like what it does to me like then i'm not useful to the i'm not participating in life when i'm stuck in self yeah and then we, and Aaron and I both sponsor a few women and how am I being useful to these women if like I'm sitting and I need these and I women, do, I need them. Like there's been, there's absolutely been days where I, my phone would ring and, and people are calling and I'm in such self pity that I ignore that. And I've I, done that too. Yep, so. and I write sorry, sponsors. I know. Sorry, sponsors. I am human. But I, I usually catch that and, and well, the next day call, you know, call yep, obviously. I do call the same thing. Back, and, but... and I, and I, and I write about it in my inventory at night. And I say, I was stuck in self-pity today and yeah. I did not answer the phone. I also yeah. think that's a, a huge reason why with my sponsees, I stress the importance of building a network mm -hmm. because I'm not always going to be able to answer my phone yep. and we need all the help we can get. Like we, we need yeah. like get women's numbers, use those numbers. If you can't get a hold of me, you need to have that foundation. Yeah. So like when your ass is on fire, you're not going to be like alone. I mean, you're never alone. You can always pray, but right. some like you need, like you, yeah. we need support. Every human needs, we need other humans. And that's what this is about. It's it's connection. 
and Donnelly always says Donnelly, the opposite peanut butter of a and jelly. peanut butter and jelly Donnelly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so the opposite of addiction is connection. And it's like sponsorship was the first most and still is one of the most important relationships in my life. And through sponsorship, I learned how to connect to God. And now I'm part of the universe again. And I can connect with all these beautiful people. And I have this whole net of support, which has come through just like through doing this podcast. I can see how... I can see how I've built that. Yeah, it's, it's really cool. It's really cool. Yeah. I keep thinking about Gail. I can't not think about Well, Gail. because Gail's the Well, best. there's something that there's something that you just said, but I was trying to listen to listen and not listen to respond, and it went out. Oh, well, that's know. okay. It's about Gail, though. Well, if we remember it, then we'll yeah. say it. Oh, oh, got it. Oh, here yeah, it is. Because I know it was of maximum importance, because I was like, file whatever when it came to like praying in God like it's not something that like was a thing in in life I had no idea how to do it either I remember Gail used to drive to the um sober living place that I was at in Methuen and I would run out to her car and I would tell her all the things and you know she was probably like okay okay (laughs) (laughs) and she would and she would like give me suggestions and I remember like I would write them on my hand of like what to do and as soon as she left I would run up into the sober house and there was a most there was the most beautiful meditation room in that house that's where I found that's where I found that connection is in that very room and I would read my hand I would get on my my knees and I they had this like um really cool um bible and it was like so old and like it probably weighs like a million pounds and it had like these, the little sketch pad things in between each of the pages, but whatever. It was just a beautiful piece of art, but I would just kneel and I would, and I would read my hand and I would just say, whatever this is, I have no idea. And blah, 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 blah. That's exactly read. how I would feel like I have no idea. What I this have is. no idea what this is. I don't know what I'm praying to. I don't know what I'm doing, but I saw that it worked in other people and they said that they did it and they don't use alcohol and drugs and they seem happy. So I'm going to believe them. Mm-hmm. I'm making a conscious decision to believe. I them. have two choices to like die an alcoholic death or try this. No, that's almost <laughs> verbatim in the big book. Yeah. Where it talks about and they that. say that a lot. They, they do that a lot in the big book. Like it's either this or this. And it's cool like, though, because it gives, because it's the reality, like black or white, like it's either this or it's this. And the truth is, is I'd be lying to myself. If I, if I try to tell you that that wasn't true, like for me, it's either this or this. There's no way that that I'm going to be able to live a life of, in beauty, I and, and I don't, I, I mean beauty in a way where like, I'm a mom and I show up. Oh, we wrapping up? No, 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 keep going. Okay. So like, so I'm a mom today and, you know, I, I show up for my job today and I have beautiful friends today and they talk about worker among workers and all those things. Like, I don't even remember what my point was, but- that's where I'm, that's what, that's what happens. Like I, I get to be all these things. And if it, it's, it's, it's either I stay sober and I work this program or I will absolutely get high and die. Like, I'm not going to get high and lit like, no, that's not the way it works. Like mm-hmm. my brain can tell me sometimes like the weekends, the this, the that. No, man, that goes back to the methods. Like, yeah. absolutely not. Yeah. Like, what am I running from? It's stuff. It's like that step one powerless. Yeah. And you got to accept that. Yep. Find out, find out what that thing is inside of you. 
Like I had to find out what that thing was inside of me today. I don't think about drugs and alcohol. Yeah. It's not a thought for me today. When things go on and something happens, like maybe like I'll think about it like or whatever, but if not think about it in a way where like, that sounds good. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah. Like, no, yes. that just doesn't happen anymore. You bet. So we made the decision today to suspend listener gratitude because we want Ken to be here when we yes. do that. So I want Ken to be able to do his listener gratitude because this, yeah, that's, yeah, this is you guys' baby and I want him to be able to read those. Yeah, but I do want to ask what you're grateful for. Well, one of the things I'm grateful for is that you asked me to do this. Oh. I panicked. With the- <laughs> <laughs> I, I could tell in your voice. <laughs> I panicked because like it was, it was tell we were going to maybe either tell your story and well, that was the only idea I had because it was so last minute. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, me and Cam were like, call Angela. And and that was the only thing I could think of. And then we were talking a little bit and the whole, wait a minute, you're my sponsor. Why don't we do an episode on sponsorship? Yeah. The relief. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm grateful that you asked me to do this and that, the feeling that I had inside about when we talked about like helping people, like I needed to look at why I got nervous to put my story into the world. Right. And I'm not like, I talk about my experiences all the time. Mm -hmm. And, but I think that like putting it on a podcast, that's why I have so much like respect for you guys. And it's so courageous to like, they, what are they, what's the movement recover out loud? Like, oh, I've never even heard of yeah, that. Yeah, like, recover out loud. Why keep it a secret? Like, okay. You know, so Right. Why keep it a secret? Well, because there's, like, shame and all these things that attach to it because a lot of people have a different perception of, like, what addiction is about. And, like, they think about some people, like, oh, alcoholic is, like, you know, somebody under the bridge with a, a bottle and a brown paper bag. Even if they thing. are, which sometimes that does happen, they're Listen, still a person. Outside, guilty. Slept outside yeah. a whole mess of time. So, like, but it's – but. I know so many people have so many different paths and the feelings are the same. We touched on that before. So I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful that I was able to, to be helpful and useful today. Thank um, you. Thank I'm you grateful for being, for being a mom. Mm-hmm. I'm grateful to be a dog mom. Like I've never been a dog mom and it's the most beautiful relationship in the world. I'm grateful for a lot of this. Sorry, Charlie and Liv. Sorry, girl. <laughs> <laughs> I have my three girls. Um, but yeah, I'm just grateful for our relationship. I'm grateful for my chosen family today. Like, I'm really, really grateful that I got to meet up with an old friend of mine. I have one friend that I've been friends with since I was 17 years old. and So she's man, seen it all. That's like me has. and Emily. So it's pretty much the same thing. Yeah. yeah. Like she's and, and man, I never realized what she had to go through and see with in, in active addiction for me. She's not, she is a social drinker and she's an amazing human being and she held on to me and saw something in me that I didn't see. And mm. today we get to, I get to show up for her and I get to like love up on her daughter who is amazing. And she's a beautiful softball player and she was up here playing softball and I got to like see her and they got to meet Charlie and I don't know, just cool. I'm just grateful for life today. All the things, you know, hot showers, toothbrush, like you need <laughs> just it, the man. little things. Well, because though, yeah, awesome. that seems so insignificant, but those are the things that I, I wasn't doing when I was in active addiction, uh, which is, yeah. And like the, it's, it's for me, it's always about the little things, even in, even when I'm irritated, mm-hmm. it's always the little things. Right. So I have to look at like what that big thing looks like, but either way. So I'm grateful to be here. I'm grateful for my glasses. I'm grateful <laughs> to be able to look at you for an entire hour. I know. Cool, fun stuff, I know. So. Thank you. And I no, want to thank, thank Ken you. too for 
but let me be a part of this. Yeah. I'm grateful because Charlie just came in. <laughs> Charlie, do you want to say hi? Say she hi doesn't. <laughs> so anyway, my gratitude today, obviously that you agreed to do this and that I have people in my life that I can just go to on the drop of a hat and say, I really need help with this, that I'm not afraid to ask for help today. And that I have people who care enough about me to just be like, yes, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I'm also grateful that Ken's having a good time on vacation. You can't drink coffee, honey. Oh, Charlie wants a sip of Angela's coffee. So um, again, we're not going to do listener gratitude this week. We'll definitely get back into it next week. Um, we have some really great ones that I want to share, but don't forget to send in your gratitude and your shares for this week. And with that, I want to say keep going and keep growing. And we love you guys. And we will see you next week. Charlie, say bye. Charlie, say bye. You won't even say bye. Oh, she's so shy. Hey, thanks for listening. If you have any recommendations on topics that you'd like to hear us discuss, or if you'd like to share your gratitude with us, send us an email at podcastnotperfection at gmail.com. See you next time.